Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't handle another ounce of you. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Ghosts, I guess, where two Canadian ladies get together to talk about weird supernatural shit that doesn't seem to have a place in normal conversation. We talk about our own experiences invite other guests to share theirs, and at the end of every episode, we will discuss how much our conversation and stories convinced us, or didn't, to believe in the paranormal. So, do we believe in ghosts? Hard to say, but please join us as we talk about it anyway. I don't know why I feel compelled to make random maniac noises after that. I had to hold back what we usually do, you know, the song that we reference every time. Like I yeah. want to do it. I want to do it every I, time. I'm, I'm compelled to do it. Are we? We can't do it. Yeah, I'm just so compelled. Whoever <laughs> is responsible for that song, like just hummed it under we your breath. Um, I feel like whoever. I don't actually, as someone who loves music, I feel ashamed to say that I don't know who sings that song. Uh, somebody from the fifties would be my guess. Uh, in any case, they their estate or they will come after us and and want money. And to their the listeners out there, they're dead. Yeah, to the listeners out there, there's no money for them to take. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> we, have to, we have to tread very lightly. They can steal some of my groceries, which is like gold in my house right now. How many pine nuts do you have? You know what? I got a bag. Got a bag of pine nuts in the fridge you know i balled out um i had so what calling me i literally just talked to her like before we started this i i just talked to her and here she is calling me again who is this oh okay so now i have to buzz this out no 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 uh well you could just buzz out the last name maybe okay yeah so just i i i want to bring it up just briefly like i don't want to get carried away here but Harley drew my attention. Now we've released our first four episodes, which we can discuss a little bit, but that means that my partner was listening to it. Uh, and she mentioned that I often bring up her and Nim, but never Precious, who is my other dog. Oh, oh that's so rude. Precious yeah. is a tiny gem. She's with me right now. She's literally lying by my feet. Mm-hmm. Well, now I we've mentioned get, Precious. Yes. Uh, and Colleen is the the old woman who I co-parent Precious with. And <laughs> she's a piece of work. I would not recommend co-parenting with an, an old, an older woman who is uh, of the QAnon variety and who wears a oh. support Donald Trump pin. Oh, no. Lately, th- very recently, she wants me to... Uh, well, okay. We had precious, get some tooth surgery, blah, 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 blah. They have to do blood work before she goes into surgery. They realize there's something off about like her liver enzymes, but they weren't super concerned. They're like, you know, maybe get it checked out later. Well, since then that has been like a little worm eating Colleen's brain. And so now she's all about alternative medicine, which is interesting because it seems like that's more left-leaning, but she wants me to give precious milk thistle for her liver what does she want to give you what milk thistle it's maybe crops. milk thistle milk thistle and she's like if if i buy it will you give it to her and i'm like sure i'll do it but like but doesn't want me to give her just like that you know standard tick and heart <laughs> tick and heartworm medicine that's poison but some random thing that she read on the internet anyways that's just part of that's just part of my daily life stressors precious herself is the most cutest little dog maybe we'll put a little picture of her on social media for those who want to see what she looks like write it down please so that i am reminded that this one is going to be about precious (laughs) this episode is called precious (laughs) do you believe in precious shit Shit. Over this. 
it. <laughs> They're coming for us. Okay, so uh, this is a quick episode for us. This is a real quick one, and it's a bit different for us. Yeah. Where we are going to do a review of my experience visiting Zach Baggins Haunted Museum in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Super excited about it. And we talk about Zach quite a bit, don't we? Like I never anticipated he would come up in every episode. My my favorite is that I didn't know him by name. And <laughs> and when you first brought him up, I was like, oh, how interesting. And then I like unrelated went to tell you a story about this man who <laughs> often seems like he's under the substance of cocaine. And I go to look him up and lo and behold. Same guy. And when I made that realization, man. Synchronicities. Synchronicities. Um, should we do our psychic test first? Sure. Let's do it. Let's everyone, are you ready to do a psychic test? I wonder how successful um people have been when they've been trying to do this with us. They have to tell us if they're doing well. They have to send us a picture of their own drawing. And I encourage you, if you're just tuning in, this is where I'm going to pull up a picture from Google and Rachel's going to receive it telepathically. Yeah, it's my turn to draw. So I am so sorry to all those that will have to, will have to take a look at what I've drawn and try to understand what it is. Hey, I'm just looking for an image now that appeals to me. Oh, I like this. Okay. I'm Can I ask just... a side question? You go right do, ahead. Do you, when I do this and I'm the one that's selecting the picture, I have like not even a little bit decided what I'm going to do. Like just in the yeah. moment, I'm just like, this is what I'm going to do. Yes. I just did that right now. Yes. Okay. Cause you see Danielle went and looked at like a bunch of just images. Like she searched like random images. Here's the problem with that. Then you risk sending i'm i'm a professional right so i know um then you risk sending like crossing your wires with images because clearly you started drawing something that she was looking at from another picture remember yeah yeah it's important for me so, not to open myself up yeah soon i think that's also part of the trouble i, I have literally nothing. i just pulled an image of the first thing that came to my head Okay. You know? Yep. Okay. And I feel like I'm getting something. You feel like you're getting something. That's great. I'm getting something. Take take your time with it. I can edit out any big long gaps, but I'm gonna focus on this and okay. get your whiteboard open because here we go. Let me see if I can give you just please describe as you're drawing. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't I, I have a fear that the first couple ones that we recorded the first couple ones I feel like there wasn't a lot of chatting and I was worried that we may have lost a listener um so I'm gonna we're gonna do better to explain what's happening describe what we're drawing um so that it doesn't just feel like boring for you or confusion just a bunch of confusion so anyways let me just okay, let me just receive what you're sending send it my way hmm First, what I saw was, <laughs> <laughs> what are you drawing? What I am drawing, it's a foot. Um, <laughs> that's the very first thing I saw was just like, uh, like a nice foot with like, like painted nicely. Um, but then uh, that's the first thing that came to me when I said, oh, I think I'm getting something. And then when I said, you know, send to me or, or, or like, uh, what's it called? Send out what I'm looking for. When I asked you to do that again, then what came to me was, and this is going to be harder to draw, was like same idea, only it's hands with pretty nails. And they're mm -hmm. sort of like crossed over. Like when, when you go into a nail salon or mm. if, if you follow their social media and they're taking like one of those sort of fancy pictures of the nails mm -hmm. that's you're doing a great job of drawing this I can't wait to post it <laughs> it does look a little bit like what I'm I'm actually 
what's kind of funny here is that for the for the listeners, one of the arms is, is rather thick, <laughs> wide, and the other one's thinner. So it gives the appearance that there's a stranger putting their hand. <laughs> <over> <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, um, what I'm trying to convey is that it's the same person um, putting their hands out like in sort of a fancy manner mm. off their mm. pants and nails. Um, let me see if I can pick up anything. Those, those are the things that came, that came to me very vividly. Um, colors that I'm seeing, I see like, like a, a light pastel blue and pink. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I better do text here. Light pastel blue and pink. Um, now I'm getting like a stool, like a three-legged stool. And by stool, I mean the one that you sit on, not the stuff that comes out of your butt. Yeah, I was picturing a three-legged poop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I've had one of those. This looks like a penis now, but it's a stool. Hmm. Okay, those are the things that came to me. The pastel blue and pink were more associated or connected with like the the hands, the fancy Mm -hmm. hands and toes. The stool came completely separately, not connected with those colors. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, before you show me, <laughs> before you show me, I kind of like this being a thing that we do now where you kind of like, you don't say if I got anything correct. It's more like a, an assessment prior to showing the photo. Of, yeah. Yeah. So give, give me that assessment. So you want me to assess prior to showing? Yeah. Like. Okay. Yeah. Y- your colors were like spot on. Okay. Nice. Everything else was insane. (laughs) Uh, Colors were spot on in such a way that I would give you four and a half or five. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm just going to show everyone. Oh my God. Those are the exact colors. (laughs) And they're pretty strong. So what we're looking at is a plate full of donuts the donuts are only like pastel blue and pink and they have sprinkles on them but it's just like a very intense picture of light blue and pink again like uh it's a bit of a stretch but the because it's not but the circle top part of like the stool like yeah circles obviously the donuts interesting so some of the image uh shapes i should say yeah my feet and hands were i mean i feel like i know i'm pretty sure you said you were going to go get a pedicure today so like that's why i thought that you were drawing it yeah well i was like you know like maybe that was somewhere in your brain so like that did transmit and i was like seems like a bit on the nose to like yeah choose that as a picture but it's fresh in her mind so maybe that's crazy. I can't wait to post this one. It's pretty close. What I find consistently is we're getting colors that yeah. are coming across. And it's not like you're you're really good at getting the colors. Because I remember the one I had, you had yellow, blue, and purple or something in like the exact order that it saw it was on my right. So like you're pretty good at picking up those colors. And it's not like you're throwing out like orange, purple pink blue like you're only saying the colors that I'm primarily seeing here yeah like I didn't have to say pastel blue and pink I could have just been like I see blues and pinks but like to me it was very yeah very much pastel yeah interesting so you're so you give me a 4.5 my first yeah I mean score. edging on a five edging <laughs> oh, edging edging okay listen I kind of like, I didn't want to go on this rant when we were just opening up the whiteboard, but let me just have my soapbox. As I get older, I feel the intuitiveness of technology. It's just not there anymore. I feel like they got like people to come in and make updates to things that from like a, yeah, from just like a knowing where to intuitively go and like understand how it's just that, or I'm just getting like, it could just be straight up. I'm old. And so, and it's really, it's got me at a crossroads because when I was a kid, the fact that my parents were so just 
overwhelmed with technology or, or just like, like they just couldn't even, they didn't understand, they didn't understand it. And just like, if you go even, a, a just pass that into like grandparents age, they don't understand things like social media. So like, I never quite understood, like, it's pretty simple guys. Like why, why is it so difficult? And now I'm at this crossroads where everything seems difficult when it comes to technology. Yeah. What's that about? I don't know. I don't. And I can usually troubleshoot and I can't troubleshoot anymore. I lost all the contacts on my phone. You haven't found them yet? No, they're <laughs> there. So if I open a text message and I write John, his contact pulls up, but it continues with just his phone number. So they're there. Yeah. I don't know. I can get into it. I'd be talking about it for four hours. But yeah, no, technology, man. Like I just, it's like, it's that age old adage. Don't fix it if it ain't broken. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're old. Yep. That's exactly it. It's exactly what an old person would say. But, yep. but at the same time though, like, it's like every time they update the software for an Apple phone, as an example, you know, I'd say like nine out of 10 times, there's not much to change, but then sometimes I'm like a big change and suddenly like where things are is in a different spot. And I like, I usually catch on, but I'm just like, why, why, is why it- are you, why are you confusing people for no Why are you constantly making me learn and adapt <laughs> and change? Hey, I like what I like. I, I play music. I learn songs that keeps my brain active. I don't need to relearn the technology that I use on the day-to-day because some person wants to suddenly change it for no reason. It adds no benefit. This is what I'm saying. I'm getting, I'm getting crusty. I'm getting yeah, old and crusty. Old and not even a, parent, not even a parent yet. Hmm. Damn my day. Get off my lawn. Yeah. Um, damn kids. I was saying, I was going to talk about. I was at the hair salon, mm-hmm. and I was getting my hair done. Like you know, as you do at a hair salon. Day you did. No, like a while ago, okay. a couple of days ago. And I'm a nosy person at the hair salon. Mm-hmm. So I like listen to what other people are saying. And I could not help but notice that there were at least two other conversations going on in like the four hours that I was there. Two separate conversations about ghost stories and ghost experiences. Wow. Plus what I was talking about with my hairstylist. And it was just kind of like, people want it. This is, this is what women want. And it, it always. And true crime. Both of those yeah, things. True crime and true yeah. crime. This is what women want. They, it always started at the same. It was just like the girl would be in getting her hair done in the seat. And then she would like test the waters with the stylist, like throwing a little bit out a teaser, if you will, just to see what her responses would be. And once she felt safe enough that the hairstylist was like, no, 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 tell me more. I, I want to hear more. I'm into this. Yeah. Then they really get animated and into it. And like, it was exciting. I was like, this is hmm. what we're doing. This is what we're doing. You can feel safe listening to our podcast and True. saying like, Hey, no, I had an, I'm going to talk about my experience. Yeah. So I felt excited about that. That is exciting. I'm, I, it doesn't surprise me. Like it is one of those things that is very compelling. So I can understand why people once, once you kind of know that you're in that secret safe club, you get really excited to tell your stories. One thing I don't want to just completely breeze over Mm -hmm. part of what is, I would say almost as scary as ghosts is that it took you four hours to get your hair done. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. You know what? (laughs) and it's a tight four hours it's like she's rushing because I know it doesn't look like it I have a lot of hair it is thick but fine Mm. so I look like I have thin hair but there's like once you get into it there's so much of it and I also have like really dark hair Mm -hmm. and we have to like safely lift it right you know I do know because I also have very dark hair um, but I'm not always blonde. So it, I don't yeah. know. It, it it can still take quite a while when I go get my hair done, but no. it's four hours and she's fucking hustling. Oh my. 
hustling. And when I used to schedule just for three hours, I'd be leaving with wet hair because like it just wasn't enough time. But anyway, um, so we're talking about Zach Baggins today. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not talking about him. Let's talk a bit about him. <laughs> we're going to review my experience going through his haunted mansion museum in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas, right? Las Vegas. Uh, can't sing the whole thing. We can't. No. So going back, basically, it was like right before COVID, and also probably COVID had been spreading in Vegas. Mm, who knows? But in, you know, in Vegas worldwide. Yeah, yeah. It was before <laughs> anyone like recognized it. Right. Uh, it was super spreading in conferences. Um. So it was very late. Like, was that 2019, early 2020? Yeah. Uh, my Mr. Pupper McDupper Nacho, he died. Mm. He passed away. My uh, soulmate and horcrux, if you will, he passed. He was, he was just, he was such a good boy. He was just, mm, he was a part of my soul, which, oof, rough. Um. And I didn't like John and I didn't know how to navigate life in our house without him. And also while we had him, he was a bionic boy. We just fed him medicines to keep him alive. It was a delicate balance, like, like Mr. Burns. (laughs) (laughs) And like, it was impossible to go on little vacations in the last few years because like he was very needy. Mm -hmm. So John and I couldn't ever go anywhere together because it just wasn't worth coming back and whatever um he had lots of meds medical attention fainting spells common oh my my goodness (laughs) when he saw me he'd get too excited and his heart would give out and he would have a fainting spell it was very sad um so when he did pass we booked a last minute weekend trip to las vegas right just to get out of the house for a bit makes sense yeah, I had never been to Vegas before and John had, so it was like just what we needed, right? Yeah, I love Vegas. It's I I want to go back immediately. It is yeah. so much fun. I keep trying to tell Carly like you'll you will love it. She's like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's my steez." I'm like I I I had the same things people said to me. And I just didn't get it. And the only reason we went is because it was like a nice, easy trip. I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Anyway, um, going into that trip to Vegas, I was especially obviously into the supernatural, paranormal things and like really seeking connection with the hmm. spirit world. Um, right. Also some experiences that I had with Nacho, like right before. Yeah. Um. So it should come as no surprise that like I sought out spooky dookie things on our trip. And one thing I found, I literally just Googled it, um, was I probably Googled like ghost tour or something and Zach Baggins haunted museum came up. It was relatively cheap. Like I don't remember, but it was probably like 40 bucks. I don't know. Oh, wow. It was Vegas, that is, yeah. In Vegas, yeah. that's. It was very cheap. Um, it had some good reviews, but we didn't have super high hopes for it because like we have been on some pretty sus paranormal adventures in touristy places before mm-hmm. where like it was so jacked up entertainment that it was almost embarrassing. Right. But anyway, like John said he would go because my heart was broken and he would give me whatever I wanted at that time. Good. We had another plans, you know? Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I will say, if you're in Vegas, you have got to go and see this for yourself. Okay. I'm putting that out there for listeners. If you're into ghosts at all or anything, you just got to go like put it into your plans. I'm recommending it to put it into your plans. I also would like to someday in the nearest future, go back to Vegas, bring Carly. Maybe we could go with you guys. Oh, yeah. And then I can also experience it. That'd be fun. I think you would enjoy it. Um, so in this review, I don't want to give anything away that would take away from the experience of someone going for the first time. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's good because I've never been. So yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to take away from the experience. And it's also 
uh, like I'm going to be conveniently selective because I don't remember very much. <laughs> I was going through drama. Uh, but I do remember some pretty impressionable things. But so first, who is Zach Baggins and how did he get into this? I was actually going to ask, did you do some research on this man? Uh, very little research because I don't care that much. But like, I didn't know Zach Baggins before I booked oh, this trip. Okay. Hmm. I just Googled like haunted ghost thing things. Right. And it was just like Zach Baggins. And I was like, oh, I'll figure that out when I get there. Um, right. Like, is he a ghost? <laughs> is he a ghost? But his name has come up quite a few times in the podcast and not always in the most flattering ways. But <laughs> what I learned in a nutshell, like, basically, he graduated from film school and oh. met up. Yeah. He met okay. up with some other dude to film documentaries and he ended up creating the ghost adventure show yes which, which was is, like, is how i am familiar with him yes and it was a hit and like boom a legend was born <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um i find him to be like such an over-the-top character and he even said quote you're gonna love this this is a quote from zach <laughs> about himself about his his excitement in the museum like he was talking about like collecting things i didn't realize how excited i'd be but i'm like (laughs) like tell me what did he say he he even said and i quote this is an addiction for me (laughs) and yeah man oh shit like as soon as i heard him say that as soon as i heard him say that i was like okay i'm putting that in (laughs) talking about ghosts or something else He's talking about like his collection of ghostly things. And I was like, okay, <laughs> Rachel's going to love this. All right. Okay. okay. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, but like, he's such a showman that I think he found like this niche in Hollyweird and like perhaps unpopular opinion if anyone does like like him a lot or i don't know but like when i hear him talk i don't think he actually believes in any of this mm-hmm. like i don't i think he's dedicated his life to supernatural paranormal i don't think he actually believes in any of it like it doesn't i feel like he's playing a part i don't know do you think he's sincere does it matter i don't know do you think he believes this stuff um i will say i've i i've only watched a handful of the episodes Okay. And in a lot in a lot of the episodes, nothing really gets captured. Like there might be, <laughs> yeah. There might be like a if they like crank up all the levels of something that they've recorded, they'll hear someone being like, get out. But like yeah. it won't even it won't even sound like that. It'll be like, mm-hmm. like it only sounds like that because the, the close captions at the bottom say get yeah. out. And exactly. it's just like, oh well, now I kind of hear it. Anyway, okay. Exactly. So that's to say that I feel like you can devote your whole life to going to those supposed haunted places. Um, <clears throat> but like, I feel like if, if you never actually capture anything, can I blame him if he doesn't really believe in it? But I will say that there are, have been episodes where he appears to be freaking out. But as we've said, it's always like way over the top. So when you say, is he playing a role? Like it wouldn't shock me, like if yeah. he did like a, a tell all years from now, or you know, after doing it as long as he has, and he said, I just, you know, like I just went in pretending I was someone who was like really impacted or way into this. Or, I'd just be like, Yep, yep, that's not shocking to me, not a shocker. Okay, so in his addiction, Zach <laughs> collects weird in his singular addiction that he is committed to admitting um (laughs) weird and haunted memorabilia and purchased an old haunted mansion by old haunted mansion he's the only one saying it's haunted in in like off the strip las vegas like it's nowhere near the strip it is not touristy but but was it in old las vegas because that wouldn't surprise me if if that's so funny that's so funny because I skipped that. It said in my notes here, it said in old Las Vegas, check on location, bold. And I never 
checked on the location, but it is, it's near that like zip line on that really cool street. I never went to Las Vegas. Like when I went, I was, Oh my God, I'm a favorite three or four. Yeah. I really, really regret not going. So I would like to go. Oh my God. Oh my God. My favorite. Um, yeah. So this thing has turned into like, for something off of the strip, like not in a super touristy location, it has turned into one of the biggest attractions in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. It has 7,000 visitors a month. Holy shit. Which is insane to me. Um, the best part, though, is that it does not feel like a massive tourist attraction, which like helps you get into the mood of it all. Well, that's like, good. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. yeah. Cause you, it can't be spooky if there's, if it feels like too touristy, right? Yeah. Lights and shit everywhere. Um, so I just fact- want to let the audience know and for nerds that are out there like me, uh, the banker and me immediately wanted to do the math on how much money that is a month that they're <laughs> at a po- approximately $40 to get in, which is what Kim estimated. Uh, 7,000 people a month is 280,000 a month. That's how he pays for his Lambo, I bet. That is 3.3 million a year. Great. Okay. So um, he's he's doing he's doing all right. All the te- despite all the teasing, he's doing all right. He's carved out a, a niche for himself. I like it. Good for him. Um okay, so the location. It's a it felt for us a bit off the beaten path in a rundown area and like it reminded me of something you'd find in Niagara Falls on the Canada side in Clifton Hill, which spoiler alert is like totally my vibe. You're talking like um, replacement or not stuff like that. Yeah, but it didn't look like that. It was just like, yeah. It was, but is that the area you're talking about Niagara Falls? Cause it's been yes. a little while since I've been there. Yeah. So I know yeah. exactly the vibe that you're talking about. I think if anyone, um, been there. I was like, I was super pleasantly surprised by how off the beaten path it was but also like when we pulled up john and i not knowing anything about this we were like are we about to get murdered like is someone gonna take a run for us and mug us or whatever like it was was a little scary um but it, it didn't have a massive stream of people everywhere which was great it added to the spooky vibes it made me feel like i was actually going to be walking through an old haunted mansion which spoiler alert like again i did I was like, I did. Um, so you buy your tickets ideally in advance and you line up for your showing outside and you end up going through the tour with the group that you've lined up with. And before you go in, they set the tone by like making you sign a waiver. Yeah, of course. I have the waiver. Would you like me to read parts of it? Of course I would. I think that would be nice. Um, I also want to know, like, uh, not to sidetrack here, but I kind of want to know, like, whatever you're going to cover off in this waiver, has anyone ever been harmed by a spirit that would warrant <laughs> this waiver? Is Probably my question. Not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All guests must be at least 16 years old, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I understand that my participation and involvement in the Haunted Museum Tour at 600 East Charleston Boulevard in Las Vegas, Nevada, may include, bold, spirit detection activity, interaction with spiritual and or unexplainable phenomenon, (laughs) and or other unexplainable, unusual, or paranormal activities or interactions, which necessarily include certain risks which may or may not be foreseeable i acknowledge that the risks associated with the haunted museum tour could cause me others around me or third parties over whom i have no control bodily injury damage to property emotional distress death or harm that's part of it so like they set the tone right and there's some guy out there talking to you and all these things um i really want to google i'm i'm holding back but i'll do it i'll do it after we're done recording and give you the information you can put it on our social media how many people have died from paranormal activity at uh zero hundred <laughs> percent they did mention like people having people having like scratches and stuff heart attacks or something in there but like oh okay well listen people had heart attacks before <clears throat> not to not to blame the victim but if you are you know, if you have a weak heart prone to possibly having a heart attack, I would avoid anything that might startle you. 
Like, yeah, for sure. Just for thought. sure. Um, okay. So they take you through when you finally go in and describe a bit about Zach. There's actually like a full size Zach robot in there that talks to you and it's insane and gives you the history of the house and why it was chosen for the museum rachel's losing his shit right now why why yes why does it have to be him yeah well, okay first of all like isn't is it like an, an automaton it looks like him looks like him it's a robot like c3po it's like a machine like from what i recall it was like a full-size zach baggins behind glass and it was like talking Oh, okay. That paints a different, I mean, it's, st- it's still really funny and still really weird, but like that's changed now. Now what I'm envisioning is, have you ever seen the movie big? No. With Tom Hanks. Oh, it's so good. But anyway, there's a, how he ends up going from a small boy to a big boy is that he like, you know, he makes a wish on this sort of like arcade, what looks like an arcade arcade game. And he puts a coin in and then it's like this weird moving and that's weird. And so to me, now that that's what I'm envisioning, it's less strange. I was thinking like a straight up, like automaton robot, like, you know, C-3PO from Star Wars. Yeah. Do you know any of my references? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not all like gold, like, like it looked oh. like Zach Baggins. Yeah. We should find a picture of it and we'll put it on our social media. Will you write that down for me? Yeah. I have precious um, picture. Zach robot. <laughs> And we, we're going to post a picture of Zach Baggins' robot, if we can find one. Mm-hmm. Um, I do recall you weren't allowed to have photos in there, but there's some stuff online. Um, so it gives you, like he says, the tone. And then they bring you into the space. And I recall, and you're with your group. I recall a general feeling that this place does have some spookiness to it. Okay. But... It's also jacked up a bit for entertainment value. Sure. That makes total sense. Yeah. If you're into ghosts and relics and like haunted memorabilia and can look past the gimmicks, of which there are like quite a few, Mm -hmm. you will enjoy yourself for sure. And if you are, this is the fun part. If you're not at all a believer, I think there's a space for you there as well. I actually just realized we didn't make a disclaimer. We're not like in any way being like, paid to make to, to I wish. do this review i wish this yeah, is like, like- <laughs> I, I went there like three years ago and this is zach yeah. sent me some dough um yeah this is not paid advertising for and it and the reason the reason we're doing this is i wanted a podcast review of this before we went or like a youtube and i couldn't find a good one so hopefully someone finds some joy out of this um Can i ask i just have a question what is the house what did the house look like so I was going to post some pictures. It, I don't know the era or anything like that. That's okay. Gothic. Okay. How big? Like several it's, floors? I don't know. I don't recall, but it looked pretty massive. Okay. Um, and was it like well kept? Outside. It looks old. It looks and feels like okay. an old haunted mansion. Okay rich woods like yeah yeah so they haven't like done anything like even if you go inside like they haven't you know refinished anything like they've kind of like maintain some they've moved some shit around to make it make it more like they have a touristy area where you can take pictures and like i don't know yeah but it is spooky it gives you the spooky feel it like you do feel like you're on the set of a scary movie yeah Hmm. anyway um so they do have lots of entertainment value throughout interesting stories especially about how the items were like obtained and the tour guides are very interesting they like switch off throughout the you'll have a tour guide for like two or three rooms and then you get another tour guide i don't know why they did that i found that very confusing and they still do that but i don't know why um it's probably for logistics and flow or whatever Mm -hmm. um and I think even if you're not into it, you just might find yourself in the right atmosphere to like let some spooky dooky stuff creep in. Who knows? Um, They didn't, this was important to know, they didn't have jump scares per se. So like you're not going to go into a room and someone jumps out at you. 
It's not a haunted house. Yeah, it's like, not a haunted house. But we, I have been to touristy ghost things before that turned into that. And I was like, get me out of here. I didn't sign I up for that. that. I hate yeah. Um, but they did have things that I found like largely unnecessary and way over the top gimmicky, including a little person okay. running around smaller rooms through tiny doors that were created just for this shtick. And it was like, it was very uncomfortable and unnecessary, like circus type of display. That, and it totally <gasps> took away from the credibility of the museum. And I felt like it felt wrong. And it, yeah, took it that, feels borderline offensive. It was offensive, but like, who am I to say it's offensive? Like this person is doing this, but it yeah. like, in the tone that, it was set up almost like a jump scare. Like this little person had nothing to do. There was no history about little people. There was no like, it was unrelated. It was just like this little person running through tiny doors. And I was like, wait, we're in 2020, right? Like what? Yeah. I really, I really didn't like it. And it was supposed to give like a circus vibe. That's what they were trying to get at. I got a circus vibe from it. Like one of those old circus type of, like totally unnecessary vibes hmm. was he could do without it it was totally unnecessary how this was handled didn't like it um the whole space inside was strategically like very dimly lit it worked hard to create a spooky environment again a nod to like the entertainment factor of it all um the tour was separated into a whole series of separate rooms and i think there are 33 rooms oh wow Okay, if so I recall correctly, then there must have been multiple floors. Back to that question. There's, there's at least two rooms. floors. Yeah, there's at least two floors, but I okay. don't know more than that. And there's a basement. Um, and then there's different themes and items stored in each room. Okay. So what I didn't particularly enjoy or wasn't so fond of was the excess they went to with some of the items in order to fit the space and like set the creepy tone. Like mm-hmm. I know they probably set rooms up with a bunch of like weird creepy unrelated dolls and antiques to set the tone but for me it took away from like the overall credibility of the place like that makes sense when someone is trying hard to creep me out it takes away from that credibility yeah because then it kind of i think it's because then it does like if you're gonna feel creeped out that has to come from a genuine organic place yeah. And if you feel like someone is putting it on for you, then you're not really going to feel, you're going to be like, oh, this is just a movie that I'm watching. Yeah. Not that movies can't be scary. Yeah. They can, but you know what I mean? And, and worst of all, like I was really convinced with some of this stuff, but found myself fighting through the entertainment pieces in order to try to connect with the real items. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, I have a couple, couple quick questions. One you mentioned that there, like, there is a feeling of it being creepy. How much of that, like, when you, because we've talked about this before, when you walk into a space and you can feel an energy and you know, like, how much of it was something like that, and how much of it was like what was being created for the purpose of, I guess, this. Tour? I think. Yeah. I have a second. I have a second question. I, but I forget what it is. It's gone. Go ahead. <laughs> Maybe it'll come Anything back. created was too over the top. To anything created took me out of it. Anything, all the entertainment value stuff, like totally took me out of it. Um, So an example of that is like a really unnecessary, like random doll. And then they had like very expensive and cool Ghostbuster memorabilia there. And it's, you know, it was, it was fine. And I'm glad those things were separated, but like, mm, that actually is without it. Yeah, that leads into my second question. I remember what it is now. Like, you keep talking about this, like, paraphernalia. Can you give me an example? Like, you just said, like, a Ghostbuster figurine or something, which doesn't really, I don't know. I, I can kind of see why it's there. It's like, there's a thin, like, a thin line that connects it. But, but like, can you give me, like, one example of another, like, type of paraphernalia they had to just have, like, a oh, something to, like, so I cannot understand what you're looking at, like, what you're seeing? Okay, so I'll get to that. Um, okay, sorry. Some of the items that weren't haunted 
or spooky per se, but I found very interesting was there was one room with serial killer memorabilia. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you go in and you see like, uh, I don't know if it was Ted Bundy or Dahmer, but they're the glasses. Oh, Dahmer. Yeah. Um, there was like actual paintings from Manson using his ashes and blood to make a painting of Manson. So like this stuff had like a dark, dark history, but I wouldn't necessarily call it like the haunted stuff. But I found it very interesting to go through and see. And like you, I personally felt like the weight of all the destruction that these men, because it's always a man, um, had done. Like you really go in. It's 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 important for me that you don't get caught up in like the ooh, look at this stuff. Like it it you do feel dark, and like you read a lot. I don't want to give too much away, but like you can read a lot about the crimes they've committed, and like oh, it was there was some gross stuff in there. There was in one room like a cauldron that another serial killer had like uh cooked bodies in like the actual cauldron so like mm-hmm. very unique real items in these rooms from like the serial killers interesting um but in those rooms i felt a sense of like just distraught it- from the destruction they created yeah. and- i Even uh Jack baggins talks a lot about how he put that room in a jail cell like with bars and stuff Oh, okay because he's like i i nod to him for this because he's he's like he talks a lot about this isn't to glorify them right this is to preserve you know and to think about what they've done so that was nice to hear him say at least Mm -hmm. yeah i uh it's kind of a, a side note but i watched probably Three quarters of Dahmer on Netflix, or mm. wherever it was on Netflix, wherever it was, might not have been Netflix. And um, I couldn't, eat, I couldn't finish watching it. It was, yeah, no, no, I wouldn't. It made me really, really sick. And, yeah. and I, lo- I love true crime, and I was yeah. like, this is not. It's unusual for me to not be able to. Why I? It, it was a few seconds, and I, I was like, I can't. I'm not going to do that because mm-hmm. this stuff is real. That like that kid, like this really happened. I can't just watch this for entertainment value. Anyway, um, they had so an, I don't want to give it all away, but like they had things like Kevorkian's death bus. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, so you go into a room, there's like a bus, and talk about like what Kevorkian did. And I I would find myself if I was a non-ghost believer, you know, just spending a lot of time and reading about these things. And I was just like sitting in silence next to them. It was like, it was museum-esque in that sense. Mm -hmm. So anyways, they shuffle your group into a room and then close the door behind you. And you'd have, if they could, and then they'd have a certain amount of time to listen to the stories, hear the tour guide, engaged with the items before being shuffled back into the hallway. And then you go to the next room. Right. Uh, Some of the things that I found most interesting, other than the serial killer items, what was most compelling to me was video of things happening in the museum, in the mansion. Very interesting to me. So they have cameras going all the time. And when they capture something strange happening, they will play that as an exhibit in the museum. Oh, that's cool. Sometimes in the room where it happened. Right. While you're you're in that room. So I found that was like, that's actually creepy, fascinating. So creepy. I was like drawn in by that. So Zach, if you are listening, you need more of that because I think there are only two or three videos. Um, And I wanted more, like I kept wanting more and more. Uh, I do feel like as long as, you know, we gain traction with this podcast, people like it. I could see eventually having Zach Baggins on and, and like, (laughs) I just kind of had this idea of like, what if he's just really mellow? Like, what if we talk to him and like <laughs> his actual personality, like as he exists in the world outside of sort of like his Hollywood persona is just like, it would be very, like, I'd be like, I'd be, be getting ready for a certain personality. What if he's just like, it's a really chill, chill dude, even, even keeled person. That would be surprising. 
It would be a huge surprise. We'll see. We will see. Um, I also love to hear from the tour guides about their own experiences there, which when we asked, they felt very genuine. And then things that they have talked about that have happened to guests on various tours. So they'll say stuff like you'll go into a room and they'll talk about the stuff. And they were like, oh, one time I was in this room and they'll tell the story or they'll say we had a guest come in here once and, you know, they suffered a situation. Like I found those to be really cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any experiences in any of the rooms or feel anything particularly spooky dooky with the items, despite the entire environment being crafted, crafted to elicit that reaction in you and the same with John. So I was incredibly open and inviting for something to happen. Being skeptical? No, I w- I wanted something to happen. I was just like, come for me. Um, however, the moment I stopped expecting and I let my guard down, I did have a very real experience. Wow. So there is a staircase to the basement in the mansion. You are not allowed to enter it. It's said to be too haunted and dangerous to guess. Um, like the basement is? Yes. Okay. So what you should envision is like a staircase down and then it's like beware or do not enter like a little sign at the top of the staircase chandelier at the top and they stop you outside of the staircase and they talk about why it's so spooky. It was the site of satanic rituals. They say Um, they really hype it up and they're like, this is our most haunted site. Mm. (laughs) You know, many stories from Baggins and the tour guides about like intense supernatural experiences happening on and around the stairs and in the basement. Okay. So I was actually finished with a room that the rest of the tour group was in. And I was the first one to go back to the hallway. Try to keep keep things interesting. Here we go. Okay, well, listen up, people. Here I was talking about my spooky dookie moment. The Mm -hmm. big climax. Yeah. If you will. And all of a sudden, my lights start flickering. And I'm, of course, like losing my juice. Because I'm like, oh my God, Rachel, this is so funny. This is so weird. This is so cool. Meanwhile, on your end, I've completely frozen. And then my power Correct. goes out for, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. So here we are. I think it was the spirit. <laughs> the Holy Spirit working through you. Right. And mm-hmm. knocking out the power for my entire neighborhood. It's that. Yeah. You're potent. That powerful. That's, that's some I... big potency. I'm trying to remember where I left off, but I think. I can tell part you. I was talking about was I was finished with the room yes the rest of the tour group was in and i was the first one to go back into the hallway and i was like near the stairs always the constant rebel you're like always the rebel being like always on the go always five steps ahead of everyone yes. else what is taking so long and let's go 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 that's me that's yeah. me oh, let's just get on with this you know yeah um so we're waiting for the we being me and I guess the spirit we're waiting for the guide to take us to the next room um and for me I distinctly remember being detached from like I was zoned out and the atmosphere at that point for me was more entertainment tour like there were more lights it was brighter I was out of the whole like haunted mansion vibe for that moment and I wasn't going in with the intention of like expecting something were you I, at the Were you at the end of the tour? I don't remember. Is it, okay, I wasn't I sure know. if that was like where the basement. Was. Yeah, it was just like I just distinctly recall, like you know, I was in, just in Vegas having some fun, mm-hmm. standing, and I think that's important because, like, for me, what stuck out was, okay, I'm going in, trying, trying, trying to see something feel something and there's nothing then the second I let go is when something came to me so 
what happened was I was standing near these stairs, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the most haunted part. Yep. And I shit you not saw a bright light zoom up the stairs toward the chandelier on the ceiling. Oh my. Was the chandelier like behind you, beside you, in front of you? How close was it to you? I feel like it was off to the front and right because it came up just like this. (laughs) So you saw an actual light? Yes. What did this ball of light look like? It was the fastest thing in my life and it just went zoop. I literally was in disbelief. Yeah. Literally. I would have been like, I didn't didn't just see that. I did not. I like my jaw just like dropped and I stiffened and I looked around like rapidly being like um did anyone else just see that but of course like nobody else was around because they were like it was just me they were still in the thing so John was still in the room too yeah I was just like out there by myself I don't have time to wait for this man to overthink he's probably talking to someone I don't have time for that probably being friendly with strangers no i don't have time i'm gonna go stand alone somewhere else that dynamic uh, is, is very similar to me and carly except that carly is the kim and i'm the john yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah um so That's i will cool. just say that it was like it was incredibly real and very unexpected mm-hmm. and then shortly after like, that what I'm hearing is at that point, you were basically over it. You're like, well, this was a fun afternoon of entertainment. And then it's bam. not that I was over it. It's just that I was not at all feeling creepy at all open to anything. I was, I almost felt like I forgot I was even in, like, it was more of just like an entertainment thing. Right. At that point. Um, any other museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, museum of modern ties. I don't know just could have been anything so after that I was standing around and just like waiting for the others to join right and then I distinctly remember a soft hand or like soft pressure on the back of my calf Ooh. which believe it or not I have felt like multiple times throughout my life. In the same place? Occasions. Yeah. Weird. It's like none of these have felt like dark or scary to me, but like very gentle, like pressure on my calf. <clears throat> and I That's felt not- that before. And like low, low. Like it's like the hand of a child or something like really low. Mm. and it's so much that like you look back to see like what did a cat brush me or like you know what I mean um be there I don't think I made like a big deal out of it when the people came out or even told John like right away but I did walk the rest of the tour like I had like this spooky little secret that I couldn't wait to tell John you know yeah that's nuts it was exciting that I got to experience something yeah um some of the other bigger attractions of the tour were like I would say they're a bit of a letdown for me overall because I didn't like feel scared by them or like I don't Mm -hmm. know one was the Dybbuk box which people can read about um and then Peggy the doll which is supposed to be like haunted But in the Peggy the doll room, they really build it up, right? Mm -hmm. And you in the room, it's just like Peggy the doll, but they had this loud, insane, random, like speaker recorder thing in the room where it's just like you open the door and it's just like going constantly. Like it was chaos in my brain. And the point is you ask it questions. The tour group will ask it questions. And sometimes it would shoot answers back at you. Like you'd be able to pull out words or something, except I thought, okay, they have this like rigged Mm -hmm. throw out random words every now and then. But like in actuality, like we didn't get any words on our tour Mm. or any vocals from the box at all. So like 
and we were standing there a long time and trying hard. And I have seen other footage of other tour groups since like getting stuff. So I feel like that gave me some credibility, believe it or not, the fact that we didn't get anything, it made me feel like, okay, well, they don't have this thing rigged to shoot out words or whatever. Like other people got it. We didn't experience it at all. So it really lent to like the overall credibility of the room. I don't know how tight it is with this Peggy the doll, but whatever. Um, What I've been wanting to ask all this time, but I wanted you to be able to give your kind of like full review and tell your full story, but always going back to how we think of ghosts. Do you believe that items, items be haunted? I don't know that I do. No, I don't think an item can hold something. I think maybe certain places and not even tied to like, you know, brick and mortar houses or anything, but like certain physical spots on earth that maybe houses are built around Mm -hmm. can be particularly haunted, but. (laughs) Or if something very terrible happened in that place. Yeah. I believe you can pick up on the energy. Yes. From Pat, like from the past. So the serial killer room, do I believe that a psychic could go or a psychic medium could go into the serial killer room and hold an item that belonged to one of those serial killers and feel or get glimpses of things? Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree that of of the things that you described, the items, the serial killer ones, I can understand feeling um, a dark presence, but not that it was necessarily haunted, just that energy around it is is a dark foreboding sort of energy yeah so that's where like when you're when we're talking about the validity of things it's kind of like I, I still if we went to vegas together or if i ever go to vegas again without you um <clears throat> i definitely you won't would. be doing that by the way i will be going so it's just yeah of course put that out of your mind yeah <laughs> it's not an option <laughs> um like i and still intend to go because it's like what you've made it seem compelling enough to me that i'd be very curious to go but right out of the gate, I'm just like, items can't be haunted. That's just kind of like right right out of the gate. Yeah. I'm just like, that's not. Yeah. I feel like maybe the house could have some energy or whatever, but I don't know about the items being haunted. I just know that I feel like you could probably, if you're physically touching them or in the space, get a sense of, yeah, you know, a glimpse into that time, energetically speaking. Yeah, I could see that. I For just, sure. yeah, I just think like just the term and terminology they've chosen is a little bit like, I don't, do you see yeah. a spirit rise from it? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was a cool experience again, very cool if you're into this stuff and also like useful if you're not into this stuff mm-hmm. and you just want like entertainment, but like off the beaten path and it might just open you up to something who knows but very very unique experience and I'm so glad we went like it was kind of it was kind of cool but I could totally see how some people are like this is way too like do not go in there expecting to have a very no you should go in there expecting to have a really like jacked up entertainment value type of gimmicky experience and try to look past that if that stuff bothers you Mm. okay yeah very interesting yeah um that is my review of zach baggins haunted what a ride i do still believe that whatever that big ball of light was and the child touching your shin like my calf the back of my leg yeah yeah, the tibia, if you will. That's located in your chest. Yeah, um, I feel like that person turned off all your power today. Something happened. Like, Absolutely. don't you tell? Don't you tell them? And then they use their ball of light to yeah bring bring that Stuck all the. I was let me tell you when I was just about to talk about that ball of light, and then the lights went off here. I was literally my sphincter <laughs> was shaking it was just quivering just like John. John. people can't see but my hands are moving to like 
<laughs> to mimic the sphincter moving in and out. It's just John, John. A quivering shrink. It was just so scary. And mm-hmm. then it all the lights went off, all the power went off. And I was like, okay, probably wasn't a ghost. Probably wasn't my spooky story. Whatever a girl can dream. <laughs> Yeah. Have you, since we started this, had any spooky doogie moments? No. Yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't really frequented new places. Hmm. <laughs> like I'm, I've gone to my old haunts as usual. Hmm. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, and home always feels like this, this place that I live with Carly, there's no energy. Like there's not even like good, um, otherworldly energy it just feels like a like just a calm place so yeah i feel like i feel like if i purposely went out to other places like if i went and decided to do a weekend at uh or gary try to experience something not that i would do that by myself i'd shit my pants i messaged them but they didn't write back so i'm gonna follow up with a phone call when they have a bit more time what did you what were you asking them you know Asking them if if we could uh, reserve room two hundred two. Oh my god! I was like, "How do I reserve?" I'm I'm not asking for a freebie here. I want to reserve mm-hmm. room two hundred two. I have complete flexibility. No response. First strike. Or Gary. <laughs> I mean, I imagine lots of people specifically asked to be in that room that like the supernatural stuff. I wonder if it's like yeah. If it then they should just write back and say lots of people ask. We have no availability. Bye. And I'd be like, oh, thank you for the response. I'm indebted to you. Yeah. Us in Winnipeg, we're just like a little more laid back. You'll get a response at some point. What are you guys, Italy? <laughs> France? Wow. I see Italy. I see France. Yeah. See. Um, okay. Well, that concludes our Zach Baggins. I've got some nachos waiting for me downstairs. I have some Indian food in the fridge I need to heat up because yeah. Carly with Carly not being here, it doesn't matter. It oh, smells so delicious. Um, <laughs> one thing we did want to talk about is asking our delightful audience members mm-hmm. if they are interested in sharing their ghost stories with us. So one thing that we really want to do and that I'm most interested in for sure is compiling those ghost stories from audience members into an episode so it's just like rachel and kim giving you the intro and then you get to hear from like five or six different people telling their spooky doogie stories stories from real people experience real real spooky dookie shit real humans i'm so excited so if you want to do that you can send us an email at ghostsiguess at gmail.com all one word all one word, ghost, I guess, at gmail.com or just finding us on Instagram and you can just DM us. No big deal. Yeah. And we'll tell you how to do it. And hey, like, if you like what you hear, maybe give us a little follow on the, on the social media or um, like, listen, like review. What is it? Save? Sure. Like, no, there's a, there's a way to say it. Whatever, whatever they want to do, whatever just they want to do. Just support is Okay. We want to hear from you. Some of you probably know about podcasts and know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe. There we go. Got it. Sure. Yeah. Great. You could, you could do that. That would be great. That'd be so great. All right. Well, enjoy so your nap once again. Oh, I will. Peace sign. Bye.